0: Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news.
1: Are we getting more Shang-Chi? How about a modern take on Zorro? And we've got some news
0: on M. Night Shyamalan's
1: next feature.
0: There's another spin-off of The Batman coming. Kevin Feige has said stuff about Daredevil. And The Boys is set to go animated. But before all of that... Let's start with Trailer Talk. And what do we have first? Well, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, let's just say it's Spider-Man week this week. Um, You know, we obviously got the the next MCU live action film coming, but we did get a trailer or first look, I should say, at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So this is the first teaser, an official title for the sequel to the uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Basically, it's all been revealed to us. So Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse features an action-packed scene between Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2099. So with that, what we didn't know until this trailer,
1: the film is part one. We've known for a while it potentially being called across the Spider-Verse, but now we know we're getting this movie in two parts, and we also know that they're making both films back-to-back.
0: But they're essentially making one big, big movie, and then they're they're splitting it in half. That's how I take that. But this could be, I mean, do we know for sure that it's two parts, or could it be three? Could it be four? I mean, I, I, no, doubt, I doubt it no, would be. No. <laughs> Is there a chance? Honestly,
1: no, <laughs> because they've said it's going to be a two-parter and
0: they are making them back-to-back. But how's that confidence, right, from um, the Academy Award-winning first instalment, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, that they're just like, hey, do you know what? Let's make two more right now. Let's just do it. No question. And do you know no, what? No hiccups. That first movie, close to two hours. So this could be, it's going to be
1: anywhere between three and a half to four hours long to watch parts mm. one
0: and two back-to-back. And we knew from the end of that first movie, you know, like the the tag at the end was, you know, Spider-Man 2099, like we're going to have some sort of conflict between him and Miles at some point in some, in some degree, some dimension, I guess. Um, and I guess it's interesting from that first one, you know, all these different universes came to Miles' world. Um, now they're flipping it. Miles is is going on a bit of an adventure so it's it looks to be pretty fun i mean this kind of this pretty much this trailer picks up where we last left off you know gwen stacy sort of showing up um you know to to see miles and it's like oh next adventure here we go and then from there it's just sort of like miles jumping through this portal and you know the 2099 spider-man is is there as well and I mean, it looks much the same, but there's nothing wrong with it. It does. Well, I'd say yes and
1: yes and no, because he's clearly jumping around different universes and we are getting some different animation styles. Honestly, I rewatched Spider-Verse a couple of months ago. And wow, does that movie still hold up? And then the opening of this trailer... And it's like, yeah, they've still got it, and then they are giving us a little bit more. And you just reminded of like how different these Spider-Man films look. I mean, earlier on in the year from Netflix, we got Mitchell's versus the Machines. Interesting art style there, not quite this, but again, them doing something different. I'm just loving this animation style.
0: Yeah, and I suppose like you know, this day, like you need like animation. You can pretty much do whatever you really want like anything can sort of be created so i guess you just need something that stands out and, and does look a little bit different and that that first into the spider was movie had such its own identity in its animation and, and you know design style um now it's good that we're going to get more of that and like you said just a little bit different here and there as well which i guess will be some of the fun that they're having but you know i mean overall there's not much to say about about this uh, except for that you know I guess it's more of an announcement. We've got the title, we've got a bit of a taste of what's to come, an idea here, and hey, if that's not enough to get you excited for what's next to come for Miles and his Spider-Man adventures, then who knows what will? A fully fledged trailer, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, as you say, we're days away from Spider-Man: No Way Home. Cannot wait to see that. I mean, it's never been. A better time to be a Spider-Man fan. Whether it's you know the new game on the PS5, I've not played myself, but I've seen the gameplay again, Tom Holland and more animated Spider-Man. It's all it's all happening. Even all right. preschool, they've got that covered as well. Spidey <laughs> and his amazing friends. Like no matter what age you are, whether it's comics, video games,
0: yeah. Lots of Spider-Man content.
1: There's
0: a few things. I mean, I will put it out there now. I think we can we can say you know like I'm in the I'm in the process of prepping a latest rewind and review um, episode, which will be looking at Spider-Man, the, tw- the 2002 Sam Raimi film. And holy shit! In the prep, you know, I'm looking at all these all these various <laughs> different Spider-Man properties. I'm like, there's a lot out there. There is so much. Is it too much? So much. I'm gonna say no.
1: <laughs> of course, <laughs> gonna it's gonna like one no. of the world's biggest Spider-Man fans. You're gonna say no. It's crazy. Have you gone man. as far back? I mean, I know you're gonna be doing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, but have you done any prep on Nicholas Hammond when he played Spidey in the well, '70s?
0: Yeah, like I just looked at the, you um, know, just noted down a little bit of the, like the live-action TV films that that they had, you know, from the like the '70s series. Um, yeah, that's them. Yeah. I I had those on
1: VHS and I'll stand by the Spider Man theme they have. It's excellent. <laughs> it's very 70s, but it is a great theme. Hey, do it's you know what so we cool. need
0: in whether it's in whether it's in Across the Spider Verse or No Way Home? Nicholas Hammond, let's get him in there somewhere, somehow. We talked about it on the podcast recently, Nicholas know, Hammond. Yeah, that's right. been quite vocal. That, they
1: not asked him for a cameo. He wanted to appear in No Way Home. We should
0: make it happen. Let's do it. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on to the um, our next trailer that we've got here: Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Sonic and Knuckles go toe to toe in the brand new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Um, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, the current voice actress for Miles Tails Prower, will voice Tails. In the film, we've got Idris Elba voicing Knuckles, and they're presenting Knuckles as a bit of a badass, a bit of a, a foe for Sonic and Tails to sort of. Number one, they've got to team up, and I didn't realize this was the start of their friendship. Um, but then, you know, Eggman's back, or Robotnik, whatever we're calling him, with a brand new moustache. Jim Carrey, obviously, in the role, and yeah, he's got he's got this echidna that he's like, hey, Sonic, you have to fight this echidna with boxing gloves. (laughs) Honestly, I'm here for this. (laughs) I had a lot of fun
1: with that first movie. I know you liked it as well. And, yeah, and we said that first movie, it's the funniest we've seen Jim Carrey in years. a long time. a long time. Yes. And he's continuing here. I mean, at the end of that movie, we got to see him looking like Dr. Robotnik, and that's his look for this movie. And yeah, this film just looks great. And you know what? Earlier in the week when I was planning uh, what we we're going to talk about on the show, we'd not have this trailer. I didn't even know we were getting it. It was just the news that Colleen, who was currently voicing Tales elsewhere, is once again voicing the character for the film. That was the news story. And then we've got a poster. we got this trailer. And apparently it's due to come out around April next year. That's Not they, too
0: far away. That's what the trailer says, April. So hopefully I can stick to it. Like I thought they did a pretty good job with that first one. I had a lot of fun. But just watching this trailer, I'm like, holy shit, we are getting like this feels more like, you know, like I still want to say like modern day Sonic, like the more like the the 3D games and stuff like that. It just really feels like that kind of sonic thing. You've got him rolling into a ball and like just like bouncing into things and destroying them, you know, he's he's running around more of a like a city kind of landscape. I know we got a little bit of a in that first film, but, you know, it was sort of like a small town for the most part. And then it was like a road trip movie. Looks like a, more of a cityscape, him and like Tails in the plane. Doctor Eggman's in his like egg kind of flying contraption thing. Like, it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm still I'm still standing by it because I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is um, wow, what is that guy's name from that show? Um, Shima Moore is that the guy? Is that his name? Uh,
1: yes, the guy yeah. from Criminal Minds and SWAP. Yeah.
0: We don't know who he's voicing yet. I still reckon. Shadow the Hedgehog is coming. A small role, maybe towards the end of the movie or post-credit or something.
1: Yeah, I think you could be right. We said said with that first movie, it, it was fun. We enjoyed it. But it was very much Sonic coming to our world, and he was the only entry point we had to the world of Sonic. Although it's still going to be in our world in the sequel, having more characters join him is going to make it feel a lot more like
0: the games or the animated series. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and of course, you know, like by the end of it, I'm sure Knuckles is going to, you know, like come to the come to the good side and help everybody out. Like, of course that's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to the, for the journey to have Sonic and, and Knuckles just go head on, face to face. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And got to love Jim Carrey's new moustache that he's got going on. Oh, it's... It's excellent. What you're mentioning, you know, are you mentioning? know, I would call him Dr. Robotnik. Excellent.
1: Uh, yes, that was planned. What I was going to say, you know, is he Eggman? Is it Dr. Robotnik? Regardless, he's got a clean shaven head and he's flying around in a giant egg ship. So I think it's fair to say he's both. Call him whichever one you yeah. like.
0: I think like his name is Robotnik. Like that's his, you know, his legal name. But I guess it's like his, like, Alter ego, the what he's identified as, you know, like the, the sort of, the villain that he becomes is Eggman. I mean, it sounds
1: more funny than menacing, but that's fine because you've got Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: as long as he owns it, it'll it'll be good. All right, the last trailer we want to talk about here is the first trailer for Prime Video's Jack Reacher series, which features Alan Richson. Uh, knocking out a bunch of bad guys and solving small-town conspiracies. Reacher, this series premieres on February four. It's not Tom Cruise. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm here for it. I cannot wait. Full disclosure, I've not read the books. I've seen the two Tom Cruise movies, enjoy them, more so the first one, but I do know enough about Jack Reacher He looks more like Alan Richson than he does Tom Cruise. He's a big mountain of a man, hands like shovels. He's just (laughs) this big, hulking guy. And, you know, I've seen Alan Richson recently in Titans. Years ago, he was Aquaman on Smallville, and he's done other things as well. But I think he's great for this, and the trailer looks fantastic it looks like the characters that i've heard described from the books on screen
0: yeah look much like you like um uh, i haven't read the the books or anything like that but through the grapevine like people have just told me well, one of the main criticisms about the tom cruise films is that you know although they you know are fun and you know for the most part fairly enjoyable like he just doesn't capture what's described of the character in the books and it's like oh you know that's fair like it's a big difference obviously those movies worked for for what they were but i guess yeah this is going to deliver on that that bigger guy that guy that can still, yeah. you know just take people down um as in terms of the actual trailer itself i thought it looked pretty fairly fine like it it didn't get me super duper excited i wasn't like wow this looks amazing it looks pretty good it looks Fairly fun. Um,
1: do you know what it reminds me of? And and not in a bad way, like shows that we used to have like the 18, you know, that kind of show. So I'm expecting a lot of one and done stories. There's a conspiracy, somebody's been accused of something, and he's the guy that comes in, kicks ass, and saves the day.
0: I feel like we do need something like that again. I know I feel like the only time we we do get that in terms of like, you know, besides comedy shows, it's, we get that in like crime dramas, the one and dones. And I feel like we need just like, I don't want to say silly, but I will like just a silly action kind of thing where it's like, they can just have these stupid, crazy adventures. Something happens. It's very action orientated. People getting punched, shot, you know, like crushed by these giant hands, and then it sort of moves on. The next week, it's something different, and you can kind of just tune in whenever you want. And you know, because everything was kind of became serialized. Everything is always, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there'll be after a, the season will have an like an overall arc or something, some main story thread throughout. But I think yeah, we need that to was, go back. Yeah, I was going to gonna a say bit that. Of One there's, and done.
1: There's, there's still yeah, they're still going to have to have that. But if they can give us one and done's along the way. I'll be happy with that. And honestly, this being a prime video show out of all the streaming services I have, they probably give me less to watch. <laughs> so they've given me something like this. Okay, great. I shall continue with my subscription.
0: <laughs> Don't you get it free with like something that you're paying for or subscribed to or something already? No, no, no. I pay for it, but I get it. It's just
1: what I've always paid since I signed up—a very low cost. Oh, I'll say okay. no more.
0: It is. I do cheap, have it, it. Pay for
1: it.
0: All right. Nice. All right. Well, that's it for the. Uh, the but trailer. mine's cheaper. But let's <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> okay. We don't need to, I need to compare. That's it for trailer talk. Let's jump straight into movie news.
1: Shang-Chi Two is officially happening, and Destin Daniel Cretton is also working on on the new MCU Disney Plus series. We knew by watching Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings that the character would return. But he left with one, so we could have thought maybe he's just going to appear in other movies, although, who am I kidding? We all knew that he was going to get a sequel. But now it's official and interesting that the director's working on another project. So whether it's Shang-Chi-related
0: or something completely different who knows that's a good point it does not state that it's it's a shang chi spin-off or i guess a project related i mean i imagine it might make sense if it was just because this director is very much in that world i guess but i suppose it could be it could be anything you know just like they say hey there's a new project could really be anything Um, but look Chung Chi was a hell of a lot of fun, Um, and I guess it was expected, so not really surprised. But it is good to have this in concrete. um, You know that it's that it's going ahead, and they've greenlit this second film. So good times. I've got to be honest. If they announced a Katie Disney Plus series, Aquafina back in the role, I'd be okay. I'd be okay with more (laughs) Katie. Like, just Katie, so maybe Shang-Chi pops in every now and then, but it's just her, like... Just I mean, her? I mean, a Disney Plus show about a character who just shoots bow and arrows. I mean, could that work? Could that be... She can
1: do other things. <laughs> she can drive buses, you know, pair up <laughs> with Darcy and Jimmy Woo. Let's get a Disney Plus Marvel show of all the supporting characters form like support, yeah. their own team.
0: Just like, what can I call it, supporting Marvel? Just Just something. Something. I was trying to take a dig at Hawkeye, but anyway, you yeah, you brush past it. So well done, and I'll move on. I'll move on. Um, a dig at Hawkeye? Yeah, no, no let's um,
1: to save that, let's move on. <laughs> let's save that for when we do a full review. I mean, come on, they've had four out of six episodes, and I've only Sidekick. watched three. I've only watched. Three. Oh, have you? I have you really? I've only okay. watched three. <laughs> I'm going to say this right, not to big it up, but episode four is the best one so far. I said that about episode three. I was like, well, this is the best one so far. (laughs) Then if that's the trajectory it's on, you're in for a good time. Good stuff. They're only going to
0: get better. All right. Three episodes to go. (laughs) A Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, trilogy featuring all of DC's animated universes is rumoured to be in development. Just a
1: rumour at this stage, but I thought it worth mentioning this would be pretty cool. I mean, we did have it, the Arrowverse version at least, but this is said to be a true adaption of that classic story from 85, Marv Wolfman, George Perez. Yeah, it would be epic. And the fact that they're talking about having it as a trilogy, pretty cool.
0: I mean, that just adds to the epicness. That just gives them the time to do it. But this would be, I mean... Like I said, like with animation, you can really do anything you want. There's no restrictions. You can include characters without relying on a particular actor or voice actor specifically to actually come back and do them because you could just have them there, you know, like I guess with the live action, like Arrowverse shows when you needed to do it, scheduling would come into it, Um, you know, budgets, paying certain people to be in certain scenes or, or, or whatnot, like, it can be restrict restrictive, even though I'm I'm sure they, they've done really well so far with what they've got. But I yeah. this opens it up to I mean, there's been how many movies, how many animated movies now? Like
1: oh, they're getting close to 50. 40s. Easy, yeah, like so to... many. And going hey, all they... the way back to Superman Doomsday. Yeah, they've made they've made so many, but this, I think, even though we're talking three films, not you know, we talked earlier across the universe part one, part two, making them both at the same time. When it comes to the voice actors, I'm sure they'd get their recordings in. But these DC movies are typically around, I mean, they're getting a little bit longer, but let's say this comes in at about 75, 80 minutes times three. Wouldn't be that far off across the Spider-Verse parts one and two. So That's I definitely true, yeah. think if we're talking about having the actors available, I don't think it would be a case of them doing it over a period of years.
0: No, that's it. They could just sort of... Or they could have stand-ins for, until they get the actual recordings and the animation work is going on. But is this just... Would this... Oh no, again, I know we're talking about a rumour, but would this just be the like the DC animated films or would this include the animated series from... From No, Jay just the Gun, films, yeah. Just the film. Yeah. It, it would... Yeah,
1: just I mean, like, <laughs> you know, they recently... They did Batman and blanking on it what was it the long halloween and they did that as a two-parter so i think similar to that set i don't think it would be in continuity maybe like batman's soul of the dragon it would be out of continuity because you can't be having stakes and killing characters like they're doing the comics for it to be a faithful adaption because they're just starting this new continuity but again very much a rumor at this stage nothing is confirmed but it if true, it's a very ambitious project. And it could be
0: I see what are, I reckon the sky's the limit. They could go, they could go nutty. But yeah, no, it sounds pretty cool. Hopefully they come through with it.
1: The Little Mermaid, Moana, and Aladdins Ron Clements and John Musker are teaming up for an animated feature film based on DC's Metal Men. My question,
0: who are the middlemen?
1: Well, what I was going to say, this is crazy, right? Because, well, you've just asked me who they are. These are not (laughs) well-known DC characters, but listing off the credentials of the people from Disney who are working on this is pretty big. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a musical like those other movies are, Metal men, essentially, although some characters are female, they are machines made out of different metals. And you've got mercury, gold, platinum, and they are superheroes, sometimes played for laughs, and they have crossed over with the Justice League and various other heroes. But I think... They, as characters, even if you don't lean too much into the comedic side, could work really well in an animated movie. And the fact that these are the guys that are working on it is pretty surprising, but at the same time, impressive.
0: Yeah, and like here, I thought they might have been a like a a heavy metal band, so. <laughs> into, uh, it's I just did, yeah. it's
1: it's really it's really left field, but it's you know, DC have got more characters than you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, like for the longest time they've been trying to make a Booster Gold movie, Plastic Man, you know, so there's some more obscure characters, but Metal Men, I mean, these are characters that have not even appeared on shows like Smallville or any of the Arrowverse shows. So outside of like, guest starring in some other animated series over the years, maybe back on Raven the Bold, I seem to recall seeing them there. But other than that, the comics are the only place you're going to find them until now with this movie.
0: We just need to find out what this actually is. Um, But here's a question for you. I mean, I guess you asked the question earlier, but a new film from Alex... Rivera titled Zorro 2.0 brings the classic pulp hero up to date as a hacker who uncovers a government conspiracy. Is this something you think is interesting? (laughs) You would watch.
1: No, no, not at all. And we don't like to be negative. But what the hell? What is Zorro as a character works as a period piece? And I'm still living in hope that we're going to once again have Antonio Banderas as Zorro. I don't think it's going to happen. Like a few years ago, Quentin Tarantino, Jamie Foxx were talking about doing a follow-up to Django Unchained and have it be a crossover between Django and Zorro. We've seen it in the comics already. I, yeah, but this is a modern Zorro. I mean, the title is shit. <laughs> Zorro
0: 2.0. Wasn't it like... What do you think? What do you think it, to this? Wasn't there a show, like, like someone, and there was, like, a government chip in his brain or something, and he, like, was, like, super smart, and it was, like, his... The name of the show was, like, his name, and then, like, 2.0 or something... Something oh,
1: it's rings. Does that ring? It a rings a bell. I feel. It I feel rings like. A bell.
0: I feel like a modern Zoro would be like, like a Batman type. Not exactly yes, Batman, but essentially that. <laughs> like I was be, waiting for you to say Batman. Yeah, it'd be like this, absolutely this would cruset like this. This crus this mask. Uh, do you know crus- what this uh, is going to be?
1: This is going to be a hacker. Is going to wear. Sunglasses and maybe a fedora, Zorro in the modern day.
0: (laughs) Sunglasses and a fedora. (laughs) There's your episode
1: title. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's just, I mean, I
0: don't know. I just think
1: it's going to be too far removed from what the character is. And then you're asking the question well, what is the point? Why not just do Another Zorro film. I mean, those movies, you know, I love those movies. More so, the first one, The Mask of Zorro. There's an audience for them, surely. Those films did well enough. Antonio Banderas still has it. Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think those versions are gone, to be honest. Mm. But this new attempt at a new Zorro, sounds shit.
0: I think if they presented it as like, hey, look, what we're going to do is we want to do a show about a hacker, Like, that's that's basically, you know, the, the the jumping board of the premise. But what it's going to be like, sort of, is it's going to take almost, like, inspiration or pay homage to, like, Zorro the myth, the legend, and you're going to see sort of thematics throughout the show and throughout the character. And then it's like, okay, maybe this... Maybe there can be something interesting. But then to actually sell it as, hey, this is Zorro. Like what? What is this? Oh.
1: Like he's gonna like, hack somebody and on their monitor, you're gonna get the, the Zed.
0: <laughs> it just pops up.
1: It is, oh, think about, you know, think just about like, like yeah.
0: you know the Lion King, right? You know, like how it's it's basically Hamlet, but with lions, I feel like if they present it and they say, Hey, this is this is um African animal Hamlet. Okay, what? Like, it sounds ridiculous. Oh, it's Hamlet, but with lions. What? But you do it the other way around. It's like, hey, this is this story about these lions and it's it's one lion, it's king, and it's all going to be very epic and grand. And you're going to see, like, thematics of Hamlet and story beats and stuff like that. And and it's like, okay, a little bit different. So maybe if they do it that way, could be cool, but not with the title Zoro 2.0. Just it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. I mean, I, I'm going to stand by what
1: I said. Sounds <laughs> shit, but okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, in maybe summary, there's something to it. Who knows? Sounds shit. <laughs> I'm not going to budge. Anna Armas replaces Scarlett Johansson in Ghosted, starring Chris Evans.
0: I look, this hearing. Is-
1: Hearing of the recasting, the first time I'd heard of this film. It is an Apple original film. It is described as a high-concept romantic action-adventure film. That sounds pretty good. Would I have liked to have seen Scarlett Johansson in this film? Yes. Am I okay that she's been replaced by Anna de Armas? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I enjoy um, Scala Johansson. Um, it, it's, I, I heard about this uh, like I think it was only a couple of weeks ago or something of um this movie that she was doing with Chris Evans, and I was like, Oh, it's cool because obviously we know them from like the MCU working together, Black Widow, and Captain America, of course. Um, I th- there was something they had done previously, I'd, I'd never actually seen the movie where it was uh, they were, they were the quite perfect younger. score. Is that what it was called? All oh, right, yes, but well, they obviously were in the movie, but you know what. That
1: is a great film described as Ocean's Eleven meets The Breakfast Club. That is actually the film.
0: Wow. You know what? Just that alone sold me on it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But it would have been cool to see them to reunite. But I guess just like she did with Daniel Craig in No Time to Die, um, she's reuniting with a Knives Out uh, co-star in Chris Evans, Um, Ana Dalmas, Okay, sure. So, you know, we're still getting Chris Evans working with, you know, a, a co-worker from, the, from his past, recent past. And and it was
1: said to be scheduling. That's it. That was the reason yeah, behind on Scarlett's always, behalf. And we say <laughs> know she's made friends with Disney again, and she's doing that Tower of Terror movie, and it's all good.
0: Is this a Disney? This isn't a Disney film, though, is it? This ghosted?
1: No, it's a... Apple original film, right? Okay. And, you so know, nothing, I've only nothing watched
0: to do with the, the drama, the Disney drama. No,
1: nothing to do with any of that. Oh, cool. But I've only watched one Apple original film, and it was, was it Greyhound, the Tom Hanks war movie? Ah, mm. oh, hated it. Anyway, <laughs> so so far, <laughs> Apple have given me some really good TV shows: Ted Lasso, Servant, Morning Show but no good films. So I'm hopeful for this movie.
0: Yeah, and look, just to put a final pin in it, Anadamus, you know how I feel. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) I'm all for it. Um, Dave Bautista is set to star in M. Night Shyamalan's next film, Knock at the Cabin. Now, do we know anything about this movie at all? Or just that it's M. Night Shyamalan? Nothing.
1: Do you know why we know nothing? Because it's an M. Night Shyamalan film. It's how he likes it. Mm. It doesn't reveal anything. You kind of get a bit of a sense from that first trailer. But until then, you just know it's a thriller. The title, Batista's in it. I'm interested.
0: Batista's just doing some surprising things. Just surprising stuff. I feel like in a in a Shyamalan movie, like this would be a role where like he'd, he'd probably really have to pull out some like you know some acting chops. Not to say he hasn't been doing that, but I guess in the roles that he has been doing, it hasn't really required him to really deliver on that. I role. mean,
1: I've not seen it, but apparently he gives a great performance in the new Blade Runner film.
0: All right, okay. so he
1: can he can do a smaller performance and you know the Bond movie that he did what was it Spectre and he had very little dialogue in that so he was very much amazing presence <laughs> I think he had I've got had to be one honest
0: line. One line.
1: if when you think wrestler turned actor Dwayne Johnson John Cena they make the types of films you'd expect them to make but Batista not not so much and and from what I've read in interviews with him, that is intentional. Is purposely not going for those types of movies, and working with M Night Shyamalan is another example of that.
0: Of trying to break that. So no, good for him. Like I'm, I'm all for it. And I think, you know, he has, like he recently had a role um, in in Dune as well. Um, but again, like even though you know it's a lot more serious, it's, his scenes weren't as action orientated he's not exactly doing um again anything too like impressive i guess in terms of acting. and again it, it's not on him it's it's just the material that he's working with the project that he's on that's what it is so it, i think it might shaman this might be a a jumping board for him i think that's the exciting thing to to look at because you know up to a couple of years ago we've we can now get excited about Shyamalan movies again which, which is good to yeah which
1: which started with the visit I've still yet to see. Old. I almost oh. watched it this weekend. It's, Get on, it. Get on, it's it. on my list. It is on my list. Aquafina is the latest star to join the cast of Universal's upcoming Renfield movie about Dracula's henchmen. She joins Nicholas Holt, who's playing the title role, and Nicholas Cage, who was recently cast as Dracula. That's my in. I've mentioned before, I like Aquafina, and I do. But this is, it it seems to be Nicolas Cage back in a studio film, like a big studio film. It has been a while. He's clearly been off making the types of films that he wants to see, more indie films. But not only is it him back in a big studio film, he's playing Dracula. Dracula. I'm here for it. I yeah, want him to go. I want him to go full Nick Cage as Dracula.
0: <laughs> and I feel like I feel I could just see it. I could see it, and it, that scares me a little bit that I can that I can visualize that so well. And hopefully, what he does is a, it actually surprises me. It's not just what I'm expecting of him. But I think yeah, like that's almost like the headline right there is Nicholas Cage set to play Dracula in Universal's upcoming. I mean, film. if but
1: if I'm honest. That was the headline. And then Aquafina got cast. So the, the new story got bigger. But the big takeaway definitely is Nick Cage as Dracula. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm honestly just thinking, outside of animation, whether it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Teen Titans Go To The Movies, what big like studio film has he done since Kickass? I honestly can't can't think. It's been such a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, didn't he do like there was like a movie. I remember there was a movie. I mean, don't like get a, me wrong. A plane got not stopped like... working. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been busy. But you're right, he has been doing. I mean, there might have been one or two things thrown in there, like big things, but no, they've all been very indie. Bizarre, low radar kind of films. It's cool. But I mean Elephant in the Room as well. Nicholas Holt in the in the title role of the of the henchman. So I mean this is gonna be his movie essentially. So we can't let Nicholas Cage overshadow that too much. I mean he is Dracula, but I guess it's not a Dracula. Oh film. I know, but it's, it's a... gonna
1: be <laughs> it's... <laughs> I think Cage is gonna find that difficult. But Nicholas Holt, you're right. I mean <laughs> He's great in his own right and consistently good. You don't watch him in something, in your takeaway, he wasn't very good, was he? He's oh, consistently yeah, right. good. Yeah. If not better. Going all the way back to About a Boy when he was the weird kid. <laughs>
0: yeah. Then his then his skin days and then, yeah, like as Beast. What is he now? He, was, he did that. Yeah, his X-Men his, days. Romantic vampire movie. And now he's in The Great, which is great. I know I've recommended that. I know your yeah. wife watches it. Is she enjoying the second season. Yeah, I yeah, hope, she likes so. it. Yeah, there we
1: go. I enjoyed him as Tolkien. It was good in that. Yeah, yeah
0: he um, still he's, he's good. He's good.
1: Across, this has turned into a Nicholas Holt appreciation post or story.
0: <laughs> I, he deserves it. The man deserves it. He's doing all right. But look, okay, cool. We'll we'll end that there. We'll um, uh, we'll move into TV news now that all the the movie stories are done.
1: Robbie Amell is returning to The Flash for two episodes. He'll first appear in episode eleven, but the details of his return are still secret. This latest season of The Flash so far has been excellent. We've had four out of the five parts of the. Armageddon crossover where various other the Arrowverse characters are appearing. And yeah, about midway through this season, Roby Amell, who played Ronnie Raymond Firestorm, is coming back.
0: Now I'm going to assume he will be playing the same character, right? Or is, or is it something different? I...
1: That would be my assumption and hope. So we know who he's played previously and played the character for quite a while as well.
0: I mean, all the reason why, like, if he does come back, it should, I'm guessing, it would be him. But who knows? With the, with the, with the, do we still call it the Arrowverse? I forget. Wasn't there a new name for it? The CW verse? Yes. Yes. They, they
1: it, I think it's called something like the D, uh, the CW of Heroes of DC. of... I clearly, don't know. I can't oh, remember. That sounds just as bad for as me. Spunk. It's
0: that you know, spunk thing,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Spider Man spunk. yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's um, it's the Arrowverse. I mean, it's stuck. The you show it. has since ended, went for what eight seasons, and it really did start something. Arrow, then Flash, all the other characters followed, and yes. CW have attempted to rebrand. We've talked about it a couple of times on the show previously. Knee Rivers can remember. What
0: does that tell you? Arrowverse. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's commercial. It we gotta stick to it. But um, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, this next one, I this baffles me. I can't believe this is actually happening. We already know that we're getting a what are we getting? What's the other one we're getting? Uh, like the gotham,
1: a gotham-, gotham pd show with jeffrey wright as gordon and it's set before the events of the batman film
0: right but now we're getting another the batman spin-off and even though this character is getting what well, i think we heard six minutes or nine minutes of screen time in the film he's getting his own spin-off colin farrell is returning for the batman spin-off series playing the penguin for HBO Max.
1: I mean, visually, might be a diff- might as well be a different person. Does not look <laughs> like Colin Farrell right. at all, but he's obviously doing something interesting in the role. We've known that they were looking at a Penguin spin-off, but the news here is that not only is it confirmed Farrell is reprising the role.
0: It's It's hard to get... It's ex- like too excited even though there's nothing really stopping me from getting too excited but I mean we haven't seen Colin Farrell's um, Penguin in action we haven't seen you know what the interpretation of well, the character except for in- he looks like we've seen him in a trailer we've got Yay.
1: quite a bit of him in that trailer and the showdown <laughs> with Batman I mean <laughs> look at what we're going to get we have look at what you're going to get with this the movie's going to be what two 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 and a half hours they're going to do at least a trilogy. So they're going to be your films. If they're able to flesh out that world and it's not just an obscure character or actor, it's actually big actors and characters from the films and they're going to get, I mean, we don't even know how many episodes we're talking. Is it six, eight, ten? We don't know. Mm. But I, I like the idea but it goes to show Warner Brothers have got confidence in what Matt Reeves is doing with his Batman film.
0: Yeah, it's like they they really want to do something with it and not just be like, hey, we're just going to do what we always do. You know, a trilogy of films, that'll be done. Whatever. They're going to let's really build this world and really make maybe the truest Batman live-action um interpretation that we're I don't know but I mean I'm like I'm just sitting here waiting for you know the Catwoman spin-off or the Riddler spinoff you know to, I feel like you they're know, all the, gonna start coming if, uh, if unless someone's the Riddler them. is the element that I'm very
1: very unsure of nah poor Dan.
0: like hey
1: know. not him he's great it's how we're gonna get the Riddler, the portrayal that we're going to get. They've said it's very different to any take on the character that we've seen before. you have to wait and see. I'm i am just concerned that have they changed the character to the point where it might as well not be the Riddler. But anyway, I've got confidence in Matt Reeves, just like Warner Brothers clearly does, and I'm very much looking forward to the film. Kobe Smulders is returning to the MCU for secret invasion. We already know Sam Jackson is back as Nick Fury, but now we know
0: Smulders is back as Maria Hill. This only, I mean, this makes sense. It's Samuel Jackson's right-hand man, essentially. You know, if it's not Coulson, it's Maria Hill. Uh, And for the most part, it's pretty much been Maria Hill. I'm not shocked by this. I'm with you. Yeah, it does, sense, <laughs> it does
1: make sense. But now we know it's happening. I'm I'm a fan of it. I mean, is it is it too early to spoil Spider-Man Far From Home? I mean, that came out a while ago, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, essentially, what we thought we were getting with that film, we didn't actually get. We thought we were spending a lot of time with Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Didn't turn out to be the case. I feel like it's safe saying that now. But we've I mean, secret look, the invasion, next one's coming out
0: in days, so I yeah. think we are okay. <laughs> I think everybody that was going to watch it
1: has watched it. But we're really going to get these characters together again. Yeah, it's it's good news.
0: Speaking of um, everything happening within the MCU and all that, though, so Marvel boss Kevin Feige, he's come out. He said a few said a few things, and every time he says something, you know, it's like. He pretty much taken his gospel because you know Kevin Feige, he's the one pretty much calling the shots at Marvel Studios. We know that, um, but he's he's saying it. He's made it official. He's confirmed that if the MCU was to you know do something with Daredevil, Charlie Cox will be the MCU's Daredevil.
1: Yeah, which yeah, hopefully they they do do something. But it's good to know that if they were to have Daredevil appear. Now, I've included this in the TV news just because that's where we first got Daredevil. But this could be Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock on the big screen. We don't know. If we're going to look back at what we got from the Netflix Marvel shows, his Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, they're the characters to save. Hopefully, they make the leap and feature in the mcu proper but as you say it's kevin feige saying this that he will remain mcu's deadable i've got hope
0: there's a there's a few things here like the fact that kevin feige's said this and the time the timing of when he said it you know like it's i mean like hawkeye is currently you know running and Maybe there's potential to have some sort of integration of, I guess, these characters there, or you know, Spider-Man. No Way Home is you know days away. Maybe there's, maybe there's something there with like the the Netflix world. But look, I where I'm sitting, I'm hoping that if if we are getting Charlie Cox and maybe Vincent D'Onofrio or whoever else, just use the actors. As the you know, if they want the same characters, fine. But make obviously you. I want Kevin Feige's own interpretation of them. I don't want the Netflix series becoming canonized. I want them. I mean, just, it just was always them.
1: yeah, but it was always supposed to be a canon. I I think they can <laughs> just have it both ways. I I think they can just have it be those characters from those series and not worry about bringing in Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and just leave certain characters behind and just bring, just cherry pick, the ones that they want to bring over. Because if you're looking at, I mean, that first season of Daredevil was fantastic. That hallway fight scene, I think it was episode two. And, you know, we get the fully realised Daredevil costume in season two, which again was excellent, and we've got Electra, We've got the introduction as John Bernthal as the Punisher. That's another one that I'd like to bring over. So I think you don't have to just dismiss it. It can still be a thing. Just
0: use what you want to use. I'm going to say something controversial. So like those Netflix series, like there were there was stuff that I liked and stuff that I was just like, wow, this is a drag. The Daredevil, like the Daredevil show, was clearly the best show of like the four of them that they had. Um, especially like like that first season of Daredevil, like really enjoyed it. But I gotta say, like as much as I was like, look, Charlie Cox did a did a fine job as the character. I don't really see. There is no real. Nothing really driving me to say, hey, yeah, we need Charlie Cox. Like, he he's the only one that can play Daredevil. He's the best. I don't see that. I just don't really see the appeal or the need. I feel like it doesn't need to be him. Does that make sense? Like, they could just I, get... I get it.
1: I get it. But one of the things that the show had gone for, it wasn't just him as Daredevil. It was the supporting actors as well who were all... Excellent. You know, we're talking about the casting for Foggy Nelson, Karen Page. I'd like to see his world again. But if it was going to be, I just think that would be the the neatest way to do it. It'll get a bit murky if they start bringing actors over and it's not quite that thing that was originally continuity. Now they're saying it's not. But for me, if they just bring charlie cox back as daredevil that would be an awful not just the netflix show daredevil as a character is one of my favorite from marvel and any way we can get him i would be happy with but i do think they could just continue his story from netflix to the mcu
0: i mean they could i mean after we see spider-man no way home we might be having a completely different conversation but i mean just like what they did with you know, bringing in J.K. Simmons as a new interpretation of um, you know, J. Jonah Jameson, like they can do that without bringing over that continuity again after we watch that movie, it might be a completely mute point, and I could be having a, have to now have a different conversation about it. But I mean, at that point, it was sort of like, hey, we can just reuse the actor as the same character, but it's our version of that character and so be it. So it's sort of like have your cake and eat it too, I guess. Yeah, but again, again, I just don't any, see, I can't any, compare any a, Charlie Cox to a J.K. Simmons. I just, I'm not seeing that need for it. I'm like, I get why they do it with J.K. I don't see why they need to do it with Charlie Cox. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. Nothing personal. I, personal, I just I get it. Why the excitement? But we'll see.
1: We'll see. Well, because there's <laughs> clearly fans that aren't you out there for Boxes what, are <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, Obviously, I mean, I, for yeah. me
0: and me alone, and that's—I mean—they
1: do a lot of Spider-Man content. So sounds I sounds mean, like do. they do. To be they fair, do, they
0: do.
1: Oh, so- <laughs> well, speaking of Netflix, actually, they've cancelled another show. This time, the live-action Cowboy Bebop show after one season. Yeah, I did. One not
0: and I, done. I, I did not check this out. I'll be honest, I, ne- I mean, I've heard of the, the anime that's, or the, the manga even that it's based on. I don't know if it was a manga first. Ah, I assume they all are. Um, well, yeah. The, I mean, the anime
1: is available on Netflix as well, and the live action one. And I've not seen it either. And I was intrigued with the casting and I'd seen a couple of the, the trailers. And I was planning on checking it out. But apparently what I've heard, and again, without seeing the original anime, everything that made it special has just been toned down. Oh, yeah. Because this new take. And it's sort of like apparently the anime had something to say and it it's it just doesn't. He's just not there in in this in this version. I know the cast are disappointed. They've been vocal on social media. I'm still curious about checking it out, but maybe Netflix have just looked at the numbers. And you'd think it's the kind of show that we would watch. The fact that we haven't, and times that by however many people, I think it's just the case of like not enough people tuning in. It's rare that Netflix would cancel something one and done. Something of this scale that they've been promoting for a while.
0: Their business model is essentially, hey, we're going to create content and does it drive new subscribers? And if they don't see any sort of movement in getting new subscriber numbers, then they're they're going to be like, well, that obviously didn't do anything. That attached to also, I haven't heard much buzz in terms of positive um, response to this. And again, obviously, we can't comment. We haven't watched it, but maybe like one in ten reviews might be something positive. And even those are like, you know, like no, nah, it's alright. You know, well, it's to so like yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good, or it's good enough. So I mean, that compared to I guess no subscribers coming in, Netflix are like, what's the point?
1: Why spend money on it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if people aren't watching it, they're not talking positively about it. It doesn't benefit them at all.
0: Um, but I guess Disney are probably having similar thoughts. But in the, on this, in this in this instance, they're talking about Turner and Hooch, as it has been cancelled after one season. And when they cancelled it, I've not watched a single episode.
1: <laughs> but I finally removed it from my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Because I'm like <laughs> I had I I in, intended on watching it. You know yeah. ahead of. The, the season premiere, I went back and rewatched the movie with Tom Hanks. It had been so many years since I'd seen it, and the movie still holds up. It's a good film. And I think one of the big issues with the TV series is that a lot of people saw it as being a remake of the film only as a TV show, whereas the show is actually focusing on the son of the Tom Hanks character. And he, after his passing, gives the dog, like the new hooch, to his son so he can get what he got from having a dog in his life and have it, you know, so he's got more to his life than just work. So I get it, it sounds interesting, but it sounded initially that we're just doing a TV remake, where it's not, it's a TV continuation.
0: Yeah. No, I'll tell you what, look, I wanted to like you like check this out as well. And I had the same plan. I wanted to actually check out the, the movie again because it had been so many years. Um, and you know I'm a big fan of of Tom Hanks. Um, but for some reason I just never got around to sitting down and watching that movie again. So I kept putting the show on on a back burner. And I guess now I mean maybe I'll still check it out. I mean, it's still there, it's not gone anywhere but I guess now there's even less motivation to to get onto it. Yeah. And I was saying how,
1: you know, it's rare that Netflix wouldn't often cancel something after one season. They'd give it two, maybe three. Disney Plus. It's been a couple of years since we've had it, and this has to be one of the few shows they've cancelled.
0: This potentially, maybe surely not, but... uh, Could this be the first... Original thing they've cancelled?
1: I don't think. Maybe. I mean, maybe.
0: I mean, obviously they've got a lot of original, like, you know, cheaper, like just you know, cooking with some random celebrity or some making of something or I don't know, you know, behind the scenes of Disney Parks, something, whatever. But I guess in terms of like a scripted, big promoted I mean, yes. original if we're talking. Show, I think this could be the first scripted, one. yeah. It
1: it could be now. The next news story is also Disney Plus, but before we get to that, have you watched the second season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum?
0: Oh, I've, I think I've watched the first two episodes, like the one about dancing and the okay. one about whatever the first episode was about. I forgot.
1: I oh, oh dogs is about dogs. dogs yeah yeah. And the dogs one that was that was fun that was a good episode. We've got less episodes this season. Whether they're going to add more, I don't know. But it seems to be it's just five. I've got to say, you know, Jeff Goldblum is as charming as ever, but wow, it is not that first season.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm it, feeling honestly
1: something different,
0: hey? Like, I'm, oh, it's, it's something. It's a big not. There's, it,
1: yeah, I don't there's know, a big it, disconnect. It it felt more like. That first season, we were seeing the world through his eyes. That's not, we get a little bit of that with the dog episode, but episodes two through five, he's present, he's hosting, but it's not the same. It is really not the same. But that, yeah, the word I would use to describe season one, magical. And we talked about it often. It was one of the best things that Disney Plus gave us for that first year. And season two, it's just, it's there, it's okay, but it is not that first season.
0: Yeah, I've, I've definitely felt something different about it, and I'm like, eh, okay, no drive to check out episode three. I'll go in, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll Oh, watch. no, watch it. Definitely watch yeah. it. And
1: episode five is Monsters. That's probably one of the better oh, ones cool. behind the first one. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's almost like, and I didn't plan on us talking about this, to be honest. But it's <laughs> almost like the first season is something you wanted to do, and the second season, he had to do. I th- there's just it's not it. Yeah, there's something very different about one and two.
0: Yeah, yeah, bit of a shame. But I'll, I'll I mean, I'll keep going at some point.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Cara Delevingne has joined the cast of. All the murders in the building for season two as a sophisticated art world insider i'll tell you what
0: i watched the first two episodes of this show it's fine it's all good i didn't continue people yeah. gone people are going nuts about it though people are really into it but
1: yeah yeah and do you know what consider me people i absolutely yeah love this show good stuff i mean going going in like i felt like it was made for me anyway already being a fan of steve martin martin shorts yeah that was the appeal the mysteries absolutely and then the show just delivered episode after episode twists and turns the gags the murders i just yeah i had such a good time with it and yeah Begin to end that first season. Absolutely loved it. And then knowing they're going to do more. Yeah, it's it's one of the best things. I mean, I know in the US it's Hulu, but here in Australia, Disney Plus, we get that on Star. It's one of the best things that they've done. Incredible. Absolutely love this show and looking forward to, to more. And Cara Delavine
0: is the first cast
1: member announced for season two.
0: I think maybe I might. I might give it a a shot again, maybe over the Christmas break after all of like after my Spider-Man week is is done and I (laughs) settle down a little bit.
1: You can just if it didn't have enough momentum for you, those first couple of episodes, you could just sit and binge it, like watch the whole season. Yeah. But I think if you are already on board with the casting, that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And then you've got the concept and everything else. I mean, just, I saw the poster, the trailer, and I knew, okay, this show's for me. <laughs> and it it delivered. Yeah, and it's like one it. that the wife and I watched together. And it was, you know, it's streaming, but it was appointment television. It's at like the same night each week. There's a new episode. Let's watch it. Nothing got in the way.
0: Such a good show. Cool. And yeah, like you said, I guess I could just go in and binge it on now if we want to turn the cast like what a good cast damn anyway um maybe a bit of disheartening news here but Kevin can let's just say F himself will come to an end with its second season you watch have this- you started the show no no but you you've watched this haven't you
1: I've seen the first episode here in Australia, we've got it on Prime. And I liked it. I did. And I'm planning on watching it. And it and it's interesting. I mean, we talked about this when it was first being announced as, as the show. It was on the back of, what was it, Kevin Can Wait, the Kevin James show, how from season one to season two, the recast or they, they killed his wife off, off screen. And change the format of the show, and that was the basis for this show. It is the sitcom wife, and they're doing something very different. So there's elements of the show when it's her with her husband, it's a sitcom, and whenever she's got time away, like the it goes from being a sitcom to a gritty drama, and her life is hell.
0: Oh right, okay. So it's almost so like, it's, a, yeah, uh, yeah. like a like a take, almost like a piss take on. Or Deconstruction, maybe. Maybe that's more of intelligent way of, yeah, but it, of the sitcom but, tropes.
1: But it's worth noting it's not a comedy. It right. is not a comedy. It is a 60-minute drama. And, yeah, it's it's good and it's interesting. And, you know, I grew up watching those types of shows. But I, just, I didn't need to get back on board. Like, I did like that first episode. It's quite challenging at times because her life really is horrible. But the fact they know it's coming to an end with a second season, hopefully they're able to map out a closure. And it's not as if they've got cancelled at the last minute.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so
1: but it's a it's an interesting show. The boys' universe is expanding with the boys diabolical, an animated anthology series with stories by Seth Rogan, Andy Sandberg, Aquafina. And more. I think it's like the third time we've mentioned Aquafina. <laughs> they show, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is great. So we're getting, you know, the, the the boys is continuing. We're soon to get the third season. We're getting the the live action spin off, and now we're get gonna get a animated
0: anthology series. The only the only downside of this that I could say again, me being Mister Negative, is that like. I would just want it to be live action. I think. I mean, if it's the if it's either we get nothing, we we don't get it, or we get it in animation. Okay, sure, I'll take it in animation. But I'm going to watch it, and the whole time I'm going to be thinking, oh, couldn't it just be? Couldn't it just be live action and you know in line with the with the core show?" But yeah, yeah but it's also it's going to be in line with the comics,
1: I'd honestly, like not in a negative way, I'd view this as bonus content. We're already watching the live action show on Prime. And Prime also give us Invincible, also animated. I'd imagine it being something a little bit like that. I think this is cool. I mean, it's going to be, I think, six, maybe eight episodes. It's just going to be a short thing that they're going to put out. And it and it's interesting, and just having like comedy writers, performers, you know,
0: Rogan, Sandberg, Aquafina. I think it could be interesting. I think the best way, like you said, like to describe it, is, is as bonus content. As you said, it's just extra. So again, it's like it's either we get it or we don't get it. So I'll take it. I'll tell it mean, I'll still I'll and that's still, I'll still watch it. Uh, you know, the- it's, it's not as it's not as life. if. It's and, and, you know, maybe
1: they're going to look at some of the more ambitious storylines that realistically, you know,
0: even though the effects are impressive.
1: Yeah, but they could like show us some of the more bigger characters or, you know, power sets, storylines. You know, they could really go big and bombastic, you know, that is still a part of this world that we get on the main show. But they wouldn't necessarily be able to do it on a TV budget. Who knows?
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, last story for you, uh, Chucky. It's been renewed for season two. Have you watched it? I've got to tell you, I have not yet. It is on the ah, back. You button. know, very busy. Very ah, busy. Do you know, do you know what? I had
1: every intention of watching it, and you know, like to look at the trailers. And here in Australia, it's available on Nine Now, which is a strange place for it to appear. So it's essentially, it's streaming, it's free, but there is ads
0: (laughs) in the US. (laughs) ads that put you off.
1: I don't, well, I've done two out of the eight episodes. It's not even like a long season. And it is a continuation of those films. It's not, do you know what? It's not the ads. It's that I'm often going to places like Netflix, Binge, to a lesser extent prime i'm not going to nine now it's like it's it's the the effort has to be there for me to really want to watch yeah, chucky like if you're even if, though it's a click away don't get me wrong but i'm not there already i'm not scrolling and seeing oh look chucky i'll yeah. check it
0: out and then it's like, like sometimes you just open up go. Like, oh what are we watching let's, let's See what we can find, flicking through, not even really thinking, because you know life's already too hard. Um, and yeah, and then something's there, and you just go, "Oh yeah, yeah, there's that show." Oh, let's let's. Ju-. I guarantee, if Chucky was on Netflix, would have watched it already. I can tell you. Yeah, no, I you know, my I wife, reckon. the big horror buff, more um, so than me. She, yeah, even she's not pushing to watch this. I guarantee, if it was on Netflix, she would have been like, "Let's watch." two episodes a night we would smash through it so weird yeah maybe these commercial television apps just aren't doing it for us <laughs> honestly it,
1: it's really strange like before Chucky that like I was waiting to see where Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk another sci-fi show waiting to see where that would be made available here in Australia whether it's you know any of the big streaming services nine now it's very bizarre and <laughs> it's, so, not, it's just it's not gonna find its audience that's and so I funny think, you know like with though i think yeah resident alien did actually air on channel nine it did at a weird time but chucky whether it's because it's hard i don't think has actually aired as a tv show
0: only on the app I I mean, this obviously has nothing to do with the story itself. Like, season two is coming. Fantastic. Great. All good. I'll get to it when we get to it. Um, But funny, with Resident Alien, like, I checked out the first couple of episodes on, again, on 9 Now. And I was like, you know what? I I, I like the show. I'm into it. I'm going to see where this goes. And then just never went back to it. Upon your recommendation, you you know, you told me to check it out. I was like, yeah, no, that's pretty good. It's too far away. Also,
1: it's all the way on 9 Now. It's too far.
0: I watch um that nine one one show, Rob, on Disney Plus. We've got three seasons. I think they're about to start season five, like in the US or whatever. Season four is on. uh, I think it's on Seven Plus or whatever it's called. It's there, but I'm like, I'll just wait till it's on Disney Plus. No ads. Yeah, like it's too much effort to go to the the free Seven Plus app to watch the, the new episodes of this show. And I don't know why it's like it's just too hard for me. It's well, it's, I, I, you know, we're paying
1: for most of the streaming services, and I'd rather
0: do that. Than rather, hard. yeah, I'd rather watch something that I guess I'm paying for than oh, it's just free. All right,
1: we are messed alien. up people.
0: We are messed up. <laughs> we've discovered something. We hate commercial television apps go. that are free. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't know about
1: nine now. I think this is the most that anyone's ever talked about nine now on a podcast. To be honest, <laughs> but, <laughs> in the US on sci-fi, end of January, Resident Alien season two, maybe mid-year, we'll get it on nine now. We'll have to wait. But that, honestly, that first season, it is worth sitting through the ads. Resident Alien. Is excellent.
0: Well, how, okay, go, taking this back to Chuckie before we wrap up.
1: Yes. Let's do that. The first two
0: episodes, uh, look show looks good so far? I mean, what? A, no, they were
1: good. Yeah, no, good. Interesting. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, good. Like Devin Sawyer, he's it's, in it. it.
0: Yeah, good. You said it's, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is good. Okay, good. Cool. So we're a second season. I'll get on to it. I'm going to talk to um, All right. Let's get into our recommends now. We know before how
1: I was saying that more often than not, Netflix don't make the best films. Mm. I'm actually going to recommend the Netflix film. There Get you go. Of you. Get sometimes, out. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they make a good film. I'm recommending Back to the Outback. It is a new kids' film, animated. Tired of being locked in a reptile house where humans gawk at them like they're monsters, a group of Australia's deadliest creatures plots a daring escape from the zoo. Now, this is a new release, and I watched it today with my kids and my niece. And as a kid's movie, they were entertained. They laughed. It's a colourful movie. It's... It's fun. They had a good time with it. It is a Australian-based film, and do you know what they've done? Which doesn't always happen. More often than not, it
0: doesn't happen. They've cast Australians. Yeah, I'm just looking at the cast now because I'll I'll tell you, I saw this, you know, the like the poster image thing on Netflix. I was like, no, new little animated thing. I just thought it looked like like a cheap, just you know, just. Yeah, oh, one and like animated is, thing, so I moved past it. But this is really passed. not, and this is why I wanted crap. to
1: promote it. So you look at your main characters, you've got Isla Fisher, who voices a snake, you've got Tim Minchin who voices a koala, and you've got a, a Steve Irwin type voiced by Eric Banner, and many other Australians voice this Australian-based movie. And it's not a Disney or a DreamWorks, but it's good animation. And even, like, the composer, they have not cheaped out. It's composed by Rupert Gregson Williams. You know, like, Wonder Woman. And, and, you know, and the list would just go on for him. Like, he's just done such big, high-profile projects. And along with the cast, this is a good movie. It is a, a fun movie, and the target audience really enjoyed it.
0: You know what? I'll check it out. I'll check it out at the next weekend. Um, my baby can but you're look right, though. at the, the, right, the colours on the screen, and maybe I'll enjoy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at first glance, it looks like a lesser film, but there's actually something there, and the talent involved,
0: and yeah, it's good back to the outback sounds good um have you heard of this show yellow jackets
1: oh well yes i have but it's a paramount plus show isn't it it is a paramount plus show i am Mm, so sorry i'm doing this again
0: to you um look we're only four episodes in but i figured um yeah i might not be able to recommend anything for a while and we'll get to that in uh a few moments but i figured i'm gonna get this out now before um i forget about it um think basically lord of the flies except with primarily girls and we we jump forward to when they're adults and they're all kind of a little bit messed up there's a lot of drama and stuff going on this show's pretty cool i mean Essentially, I could have gone into this being like, hey, I'm recommending a show about a plane crash, and there's lots of flashbacks. And you know where I'd go with that. But, um, no, it's, it's <laughs> I've seen that show. It's, yeah, we've been there. We've been there. It's, it's not like Lost. <laughs> it's very, it's grounded in, yeah, some, that's the show. <laughs> it's grounded in, in some sort of, uh, reality. Um, the cast in this show, Melanie Linsky, Tawny Cypress, Juliet Lewis, Christina Ricci, um, and some like of these these young actresses playing, you know, the younger versions of of these ladies. It's a really good show. Like from the first episode. No, the I pretty much had to give his wife to watch it because she was just thinking, oh, my God, my husband once again wants to watch a show with flashbacks and a plane crash for crying out loud. <laughs> she got to the end of the first episode and she was like, oh, damn, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And we were like, let's watch the second one. We just kept going. This show is uh, really good. I mean, there's mysteries in each, like the like the unfolding mysteries where we're learning about each character. I mean, it really does feel a little bit like lost, I'll be honest. But so far, no polar bears, no weird shit going on just yet. Um but we're we're discovering things about like characters and there's this unfolding mystery, but the mysteries are like not ridiculous. It's just more of like, oh my God, what happened? How did they get through this? How did they eventually turn so savage and crazy? And and, and we're I'm looking forward to when we get to that. But um yeah, man, get Paramount Plus just to just to watch this. Or <laughs> well, if there are other as, means of getting the show, I'm not recommending. Well, that. But if you, <laughs> as
1: as you know, I did have it for a short time, and I made good use of my. What was it? Seven days. I mean, I've I've got to be honest. It's that Paramount Plus as a streaming series is starting to look more appealing, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. But, you know, the Star Trek content and the Halo series, that's going to be coming early next year. So they are slowly starting to add more content. That would be reason enough to get it.
0: i got to say that maybe, but I'm going to hold back for now. But maybe after this first season is, is completely out, they might just. Yeah. Send it over to Binge or something <laughs> or wherever, whatever else you've got. Where did they end up putting it? Yeah, I ball? mean, how ridiculous.
1: Yes. The, um, what was it? The Camp Coral show and with Patrick?
0: Rugrats. Where did they? Yeah, Rugrats. Are uh, they on Binge now? Yeah, Binge. They're on Binge. Paramount original exclusives. Not
1: so but much. I even, oh, really? yes, so maybe they'll do that or maybe I'll wait until the show's all, all aired or all released and I'll do another trial. Who knows? But it is strange. Even as recent as today, I saw a Paramount Plus ad for Rugrats as an exclusive show, even though I can just watch it on binge.
0: (laughs) Very strange. So weird. All right, well, there are recommends um, for this movie show. Um, I just want to cap us off with a little bit of trivia, as we always do. And I figured, hey, look, we talked about The Penguin at some point in uh, today's show so i thought let's go back to let's go back to the 66 batman show and um talk penguin a little bit did you know that mickey rooney turned down an offer to play the penguin and spencer tracy was offered the role but he said he would only take the part if he could kill batman obviously they didn't, <laughs> Not they didn't want that, that to happen <laughs> but obviously um uh burgess meredith was cast as the Penguin. He hadn't smoked in 20 years. He came up with the Penguin's distinctive squawk because the cigarettes irritated his throat. The Penguin's waddle was another improvisation. Uh, Meredith found it difficult to stand and walk straight while wearing the rubber-padded fat suit that was part <laughs> of his costume.
1: Wow. Mm. I mean, the the waddle isn't something that stayed, but the 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 way that the Penguin talks has definitely stayed since that show
0: yeah i think he sort of he created something there and i don't know how how true this next this last point is but um yeah, obviously Bertus Meredith was one of the most popular guest uh you know guest roles on the the batman 66 show that apparently producers actually had scripts ready for him pretty much whenever he was in la so they were like oh, hey wow. you're in the local area like come do an episode we've got one ready for you so they had some prep where again i don't know that that sounds a bit more of a stretch but
1: if it is cool. honestly as as a kid it blew my mind when i found out that mickey from rocky is penguin mm. batman that blew <laughs> my mind
0: which one was first like rocky was first right 70 no
1: no it'd be no because Batman Batman was 66. Oh, of Rocky, course, was and Rocky was
0: 70. I was thinking they were both 70s. Yeah. I don't know. 66. No. Yeah, Rocky was after.
1: He was penguin first.
0: <laughs> that is weird. No, oh, no, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, well, that's my trivia. Hopefully, that was that was fun. But that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films Do Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages.
0: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of 8-Bit Christmas and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: A bit of housekeeping before we finish up today. This will be our last movie show for 2021. We've got a number of movie reviews still to come. Spider-Man No Way Home, June, and The Matrix Resurrection.
0: And we'll return with our movie show in 2022 following our Year in Review 2021 episode.
1: If you only listen to our movie shows, have a safe and wonderful Christmas and
0: New Year's. Uh, But otherwise, we'll see you with our Ghostbusters review and then Spider-Man. Looking forward to all of that Spider-Man week. All right, you've been listening to Jason (laughs) and Luke, the guys from that film stew. See you soon.